ladies and gents, I just got to warn you, I've had so much fun in the pre-podcast show, <laughs> not even the regular <laughs> podcast show. So Already. we're going to talk about thinking, acting, adapting. We're going to get you off and rolling, laughing, having a good time on today's episode of the Business Bros. So here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, James, do your thing, man. Drop it. Here we go. Oh, oh, all you business pros out there, before we jump to the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We we'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest is in the business of building million-dollar businesses, and he wants to show you how. It really comes down to three simple tasks. Think, act, and adapt. But as the old saying goes, simple is not the same as easy. Our guest is a researcher and a writer, and he developed his principles to success from hundreds of academic studies and thousands of hours working with companies as small as solo founder startups to as large as Walmart, Amazon, and the Department of Veteran Affairs. Today's guest has seen that there's a certain mental edge that successful entrepreneurs have. And while many might believe that that edge is innate, our guest wants you to know that it can be learned. If you want to learn how to act and think creatively about your business and gain the edge, tune in to hear how our guest can make you help you make the move from inaction to action. Joining us today from Mythros, director of the first film to ever premiere in the U.S. Capitol building and author of three <laughs> books, including The Edge, Startup Thinking and Strategy, welcome to the show. Ron Galloway! Alright, Ron, we gave you quite the entrance, my friend. I think you're ready to rock your roll. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm I'm ready to go and, and I'm ready to take action. And that's sort of the, the whole point of everything I I like to talk about is is in a nutshell. But I'd like to, you know, my theory, what I've written about. And by the way, I'm 60. I think I'm as old as you two guys put together, which is weird. So I've been around a while. And what I've what I've found is that really the difference in life is is action versus inaction. It's just taking action. Doesn't really even matter what kind of action it is, as long as you do something proactive, because I've found in all my years that what happens is it sets off a chain of events that somehow or another will, will guide you into where you're supposed to be. Now, I'll give you an example. Um, I made a movie said about Walmart. It's called Why Walmart Works. And I just wanted to make a business movie. And that's cool. And all of a sudden I was on, you know, CNN and John Stewart show and all this kind of weird stuff was happening to me. 
And I got a call from a speaking agent who said, have you ever spoken before? And I'm like, no. And I'm like at my dad's funeral, but I'm not sure you want to hear that speech. But I was like, no, nah, I hadn't. They're like, well, we'd like you to speak somewhere. And I'm like, for money? And they were like, yeah. And so over the last 15 years, I had never thought about being in, in the speaking business. That's just one of the things I do. But I'd never thought about being into it. But because I took action on the Walmart movie, it led to me giving it's a little over a thousand speeches the last 15 years now in like 250 cities. I wind up in Phoenix a lot, but the whole point, my big point is if I had not taken any action, if I just sort of chilled out, you know, and done my thing and stayed in my happy little job, I wouldn't have had like the crazy, wonderful experiences I've had over the last 15 years. And I wouldn't have, the great thing about speaking business is, it gives you a lot of free time and I wouldn't have been able to raise my kids the hmm. way I did. So by taking action in one direction, it led me to something else that wound up being a 15 year, you know, 15 year career that I loved. So the point is, it's, it's like, do, do anything, do something. Everybody's sitting back, especially right now after the last year and a half, everybody's kind of frozen. And my attitude is right now, it's the best time in the history of the world to start a business. There's never been a better time to start a business ever, because right now I could go online and, you know, in two hours, set up an LLC, set up a website mm -hmm. and have international distribution, you know, through whoever, Shopify or something. I could have, I could have a global business in less than two hours right? Yep. That's never been possible before. Anybody who's not starting at least one business right now is, is completely missing out on what, and I've been here 60 years. I've been in business 40 years. I've never seen a better time to, to be an entrepreneur and do your own thing than right now. And all it takes is a willingness to act because you might not wind up where you think you're 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 gonna go, but like me, the universe has an interesting way of rewarding you when you take action, and it will reward you sometimes in ways you don't you didn't expect, right? And oh, so, like if I had not done that movie, I would not be sitting here talking with you guys right now. I wouldn't have written the book. I wouldn't have done all these other things. I could very easily have stayed in the job I was in, which I hated. I was a stockbroker, hated it. Um, but until I took action doing something I wanted to do, I was just, uh, I mean, I was making, I was making good money, but I was not enjoying life and I knew I was not doing what I was supposed to do. And until I started a business, when I started a business exactly then all of a sudden things just sort of turned around and, and, and it's like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing now. And you mentioned the book, The Edge, that I wrote. Um, it's What's interesting is I named it after a movie called The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and uh, Alec Baldwin. Have y'all seen it? No, I haven't it's seen it, but Anthony where, Hopkins is awesome. Yeah, well, it's it's movie where they're stuck in the Mexican wilderness and a bear is chasing them. And Anthony Hopkins wants to take action and figure out a way to kill the bear and Alec Baldwin just wants to give up. 
And if he gives up, the bear's going to kill both of them. It's a really profound movie. It's one of the best, weirdly, it's one of the best business movies I've ever seen because it shows the consequences of action versus versus inaction, inaction which is what I'm completely about. Actually, what I did, I'm big on movies. I printed out part of a script. Have y'all seen Collateral with Tom Cruise? Yes. Do y'all know Tom Cruise is shooting a movie in freaking outer space, by the way? Right, like right now? He's, shooting a movie no, in outer space? the next Mission Impossible, he's going up in a SpaceX and he's going to shoot a movie in outer space. Elon's letting him do it in one of his things and he's going to do allegedly an EVA. He's going to be outside the capsule. Anyway, he did this fabulous movie with Jamie Foxx and it's called Collateral. And, and Jamie Foxx is like this uh, taxi driver who's dreaming of starting his own limo service. He hates his boss. He's dreaming of starting his own limo service, but never does it. And one night Tom Cruise gets in his cab and pretty soon Jamie Foxx figures out that Tom Cruise hires him for the night, but Tom Cruise is driving around, being driven around town, killing people. He's got five hits he's supposed to do. Tom Cruise is a man of action, right? Right. Jamie Cruz is a man of inaction and they have a conversation and I wanted to read it because it's like one of the best pieces of dialogue I've ever read because Tom Cruise starts getting on Jamie Foxx almost in a fatherly way about not doing anything with his life, just driving a cab. So Tom Cruise says, so driving this cab temporarily is all BS. And Jamie Foxx is like, it's not BS. Tom Cruise is like, 12 years driving a cab is not temporary. Jamie Foxx starts making these excuses. He's like, you got to get cash together. Insurance, mm -hmm. bond, maintenance, tires, staff, client list. You know, it's it's not easy. And Tom Cruise is like, why not? And Jamie Foxx is like, because it needs to be perfect. Tom Cruise is like, uh-huh. Uh -huh. And Tom Cruise is like, how much you got saved? Jamie Foxx is like, none of your business. So Tom Cruise says, here's the, the money line. He says, your business plan, someday my dream will come. And one night you'll wake up and discover it all flipped on you. Suddenly you're old and it didn't happen and it never will because you were never going to do it anyway. The dream on the horizon became yesterday and got lost. Then mm. you'll bullshit yourself. It never could have been anyway. And you'll recede into memory and zone out in a Barca lounger with daytime TV on for the rest of your life. Don't get on me about killing. You're killing yourself in this taxi bit by bit. Right. Ooh. It was one of the greatest pieces of dialogue in any movie ever. That's collateral. But Tom, Here is a, man. a 10, a 10, you know, he's, he's, he's leading the life he's meant to lead. Whereas Jamie Foxx is just dead. He's dead in a cab. He's, he refuses to act on his dreams. But at the end of the film, his character takes an arc about three quarters of the way through where he becomes a man of action. Um, kind of battling Tom Cruise and he begins to see that his life almost immediately turns around. And the crazy thing about it is that's how it happens in real life. But you just have to do something, anything, just something, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost like it's a conspiracy that we have Netflix and HBO max and all this, because it's so easy just to sit back and watch 120 hours of TV every week. Binge it's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just like, it's the, you know, all day long, you could sit there and watch TV. It's infinite TV. 
and it, it almost sucks people into just being like, yeah, I'll just kind of do this and not go out and do something. No, you have to go out and do something, get out away from the TV and, you know, get out in the world and mix it up and live a life. Cause what you don't want to do is wind up being my age. I'm 60 and, and have regrets. Mm. My dad, when he was 65, he had Alzheimer's. He's actually right there, over there, over there. He had Alzheimer's and he was like, you know, and he hadn't counted on it. And he was like, I sure wish I hadn't gone to all those meetings. You know, I Uh, wish I'd done what I really wanted to do. And that was sort of the uh, inciting event for me to, to start thinking about doing something. And then I did the Walmart movie. It's sort of like John Wick was kind of dead until the inciting event of his dog getting killed happened. Then even though John Wick is a killer, right? That's his purpose. That's his nature. And the inciting event of his dog dying caused him to take action and brought him back to life. I mean, Hmm. it's kind of weird to talk that way about an assassin, but this is how things work. I mean, you don't see Go ahead. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're, you're making me think like, what was my inciting action? And I remember 20 years ago, I came across, and I think it was my dad who shared it with me. It was Earl Nightingale's Strangest Secret, right? And it's it's, right. A, it's like a 30-minute uh, you know audio that that's out there. And in it, he talks about figuring out where you want to go and then go. Like, have a plan and then do it. Like, believe that it's possible and then go after it. You may not even know how you're going to get to that end result. You don't, you don't have all the detailed steps, but the fact that you're moving that direction gives you clarity. I've been on this path for like 20 years and I've, I've gone from, I've started a tax practice. I got into financial planning. I got into real estate, all these different things. And I didn't exactly know where it was going to take me. I just keep going on this path. And today, I mean, like you said earlier, 833 episodes, our, our network is huge. You know, we're getting things rolling in a way that never thought were possible because we decided to take an action. Like it, you know what it's like? It's a little bit like, Clint Eastwood started out being an actor, right? Yeah. Well, now he's thought of as one of the greatest directors ever in Hollywood. Yeah. Because he acted, acted, acted. That gave him an opportunity to watch all these directors. Then he started directing, and he directed probably the greatest Western ever, as well as, I mean, and what's crazy about him, I have it around here somewhere, but I have, I think since he was my age, because I wanted to figure this out, since Clint Eastwood was 60 years old, he's directed, I think it's 23 films, mm. right? Since he was 60 years he's old. he's the only one. I mean, uh, look oh, at the Ridley from Sanders. Look at, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Ray Kroc from McDonald's. Like, a lot of them didn't get to this where is, they got to. This is my later. Ridley Scott. This is my Ridley Scott cheat sheet. Because I like, I'm like, well, Ridley Scott didn't do this till this age. Ridley Scott didn't make Gladiator until he was 63, mm. right? He didn't make American Gangster till he was 70. He didn't make Prometheus till he was 75. He did, I mean, he was 45 when he made Blade Runner. So he went out of the gate hard, but then it was a long time before he hit it again, but he kept at it. He just kept at it, and that's the thing. And like, getting back to acting, actors actors know this. They just always have to keep moving They have to stay in the gym. They have to keep going to auditions and ultimately something's going to happen, but it may not be the thing that they thought was going to happen. But the universe rewards you 
for taking action. And you can literally, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit on another movie. If y'all let me, Hell yeah. there, have y'all seen the counselor speaking of Ridley Scott, when he made mm. the counselor, when he was 76, it's, um, is that uh, with the counselor is a movie about a drug. It's about drug deals and it's got Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz and Cameron Diaz. Um, but anyway, he, um, in the, what Ridley Scott was trying to show in the movie, uh, is that, you can create your own world because this, the, the counselor, the, the lawyer in the movie gets involved in a drug deal and he kind of has this okay life, but then he invents this world where he goes into the world of drug dealing and it does not turn out well. But the point is, my point is Ruben Blades tells him um, he's the drug kingpin. He's like, you created this world. Yes. Everyone creates their own world and then that world dies with them one day. But you created the world you're in right now. And I think that's super profound because it's just like Steve Jobs. When Steve Jobs said you you actually can poke the universe, you can do something and change the universe. You know, it's the same thing you can make. You literally can create your own world like you know, your house, the things in your house, that's part of your world and the people that you include in your life and your work, you can create your own world and it'll intersect with other people's worlds. But the world you're living through your eyes is yours alone. Yes. And you can make things happen in it that are really surprising. I mean, I, when I made the Walmart movie, which is not a good movie, when I made the Walmart movie, it's it's really almost a comedy. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a comedy. It sucks. So bad. <laughs> anyway, um, when I when I made that movie, I just I had you know no expectations at all. Two weeks after I decided I was going to make the movie, I was on CNN talking about the movie about a movie that I hadn't even shot yet. Right? All these things started occurring around me that pushed it forward because I was finally doing what I was supposed to do. Hmm. And, and that's, that's sort of what I, you know, with entrepreneurs, I think, you know, get into a business, almost any business, because you'll wind up ultimately in the business that you're, you're supposed to be in. Right. And like I said, right now, I believe everybody's frozen in fear. And right now I think it's just a wonderful time because everybody's frozen in fear, it's a great time to start businesses. And another reason you should do it is all of a sudden when you, when you're an entrepreneur, you know, this, you control your own destiny. Mm -hmm. Nobody's telling you, you have to go do something that you don't want to do. And you know what I'm talking about? If you want to keep your job, right? Yep. Nobody's telling you that you're in control of your own destiny. And this whole thing we've been through just now, with COVID has completely rewired. It, it's like a bombed the economy in a way that the working world is never going to be the same again. The entrepreneurial world is never going to be the same again. It's, it's going to be unusual to go into work unless you're a doctor, you know, mm -hmm. it's the norm. It's the norm now to stay at home and take zoom meetings. I mean, I'm a public speaker and probably my last 20 speeches have been online. Nobody minds. Everybody's sort of used to it now. But what that's done is, is created opportunities. I'm sure you've heard, you know, the old, old saw that 
that the the word Chinese for crisis is the same word for for opportunity. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's the same uh, glyph. Uh, is it? It means crisis and opportunity. And and right now we're in the middle of a crisis, but there's also just a phenomenal amount of opportunity. Now the opportunity is probably not in going out and starting a store, you know, because people yeah. may not be getting out of the house as much, but we have tools now that allow us to distribute whatever product or idea you have like this show. This show is distributed worldwide. I guarantee you, I mean, you see the metrics. I guarantee you somebody in Russia has watched this show. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much you would have had to pay for distribution like that 15 years ago? Yeah. You couldn't. Ridiculous. There's no amount of money that you could have that, you know, that that could have brought in. I mean, you know, look at look at Rogan. Rogan went out and did what he did and and you know, just by the force of his mind. And that's another interesting example. Rogan did the podcasts as an afterthought, right? And then somebody down the road paid him a hundred million dollars for an afterthought, you know, but he did something and he did something when podcasts were kind of new ish and uh, it really worked out. And I think if you keep your eyes open and look around, there's just tons and tons of opportunities. If you look at today, junior. Yeah. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because uh, you know, I, I pride myself in my consistency, right? You're a, episode 833 because I'm one of the most consistent people that will decide to do something and continue doing it. But at what point is consistency like crazy? Like when am I supposed to shift into that business that, that I'm supposed to be in? Or, you know, maybe this is already what I'm supposed to be in. Did, How that do I may know be the case. Maybe the case. It's like, you know, it's sort of like Tom Brady. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Brady is going to go off and do something else. You know, football is probably leading him somewhere like into politics or something. What are you talking about? You Tom Brady's going to play till he's 90. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a freak. But also, Tom Brady is an interesting case because, you know, he played for Michigan, really didn't make much of an impact in Michigan. Nope. And he was low in the draft. I mean, I can't remember what was he, 12th? I mean, it was like, he was like six rounds in. Like it was, it was. Yeah. I mean, he was deep. He was deep in the draft. And Tom Brady created a Tom Brady world. He yes. created the world he was in by doing what you're doing, by just consistently doing the the nutrition that he does and the workout ethic that he does, you know, and then and then just creating this this thing called Tom Brady. And you know, it may be that football is all he ever does, but I have a feeling Tom Brady's going to go off and do something else a little bit more important. You can look at Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a union boss, right? Well, he was an actor. Then he became a union boss. He was the head of SAG. He was the president of SAG. Then he's a governor. Then he's president. The universe has this funny way, and it's just like that book that you were telling me about that you read, and that's sort of like uh, Napoleon Hill books too, Mm -hmm. Think and Grow Rich, and all of them kind of uh, uh, surround this idea that that you think and you create your own world, but that world doesn't happen unless you take some action towards it. So Ronald Reagan was a middling, you know, radio announcer and wound up being president of the United States of America. Right. Mm -hmm. The unit. And he just, he took action. He's like, I think I'll be an actor. And then he's like, you know, I think I'll run for SAG. And people saw that he could run an organization. They're like, 
well, maybe he'd be a good governor. And then they ran him for governor and he's governor for two terms. They ran him for president. I mean, it's just the universe has a funny way of helping you out when you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. If you're doing something that's counter to what you were doing, like all the years I was a stockbroker, which I hated, but I kind of only did it to help get my now ex-wife through medical school. You know, I mean, you know, great yeah. investment. Great investment. <laughs> that was smart. Let's finance medical school. <laughs> but anyway, but it, it's like, I hated that. And, and I really didn't start doing, I don't feel I started doing what I was meant to do until I was 38 years old. Mm. Right. That's when I sort of made the break and I told everybody, I'm really easing out of this whole money thing now. And I'm going to go into showbiz. Yes. And yeah. that happened to me about 35, 36, somewhere <laughs> around there. It'll hit you because, and, and when it'll really hit you is when you're my age, you don't want to wish, you don't want to be me and go, man, I wish I, I wish I'd made a movie about something, maybe Walmart or something. You don't want to get to be <laughs> my age and have regrets. I know, at least I know that I did the movie. Okay. The movie sucked. The movie proved to me that I'm not that good of a director. I've directed three films. The only one that's any good is I made a film about PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. But anyway, but, but, but the thing is, I'm not sitting here at 60 wondering. And yeah. the other thing that's going on is the world that I live in right now, I love. I mean, I'm doing exactly what I, what I want to do. You know, I, 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 get to, I get to help entrepreneurs. I get to listen to music. 16 hours a day mm. you know my my basset hound is at my feet all day long i was able to raise two kids who are in college now that are nice kids i mean they're good citizens you know it's like so i'm sitting here at 60 i've burned through two bucket lists right mm. i had a bucket list with crazy stuff on it like i want to be on cnn and yeah i want to make a movie and i want to do this this and I, then i did it all and then I made kind of an even crazier bucket list. And then I did that. And it was like, oh, and so now I'm actually, what actually do you put on a bucket list when you're 60 years old? Because you're too old to do a lot of stuff, right? Well, there's three things according to the movie, right? Never pass up a bathroom, never pa never waste an erection, and, uh, and and never trust a fart. Those were the three things that the, at that age they were saying on the bucket list. I have, I have, I have not heard that, but... You know, though they they may be true, but I would actually flip that and a little bit and say never waste an opportunity. Something mm. may look stupid and goofy, like me making a Walmart movie was stupid and goofy. I'll give you another example. When I when I when I quit to uh, to go into showbiz, I was like, oh man, I need to do something that makes money out of the gate, or else everybody's going to be totally up my ass. <laughs> yeah, and I was exactly. like, all right. Everybody loves fishing and everybody loves girls in bikinis. So I made a film called Swimsuit Anglers, which was a bunch of supermodels deep sea fishing, right? <laughs> and it so? hit like number two on Amazon. And so my wife was totally giving me, my ex-wife was totally kind of giving me shit about it until it started making money, right? Uh -huh. And it's, it's like we would be, we were, at, we were at a dinner at some medical conference one time. And there were a couple of guys at the table talking about swimsuit anglers. And I was like, ah, oh, very funny. You really set me up. She's like, I don't know who those people are. 
And I was like, oh my God, I put this thing out in the world and these dudes across the table from me are talking about it. Or another time I was sitting on an airplane after the movie, the Walmart movie, and I looked down and a lady was reading an article about me, you know? Ooh. And I'm like, oh my God. And what that, that but what that told me was, I mean, that's no big deal to anybody, but what it told me was I was on the right path, mm -hmm. right? That was the universe. My guardian angel, who I firmly believe is is a beautiful, you know, Spanish dama. I believe that. But anyways, that, that was her tapping me on the shoulder saying, dude, do this. And the thing that holds people back, I think, that holds entrepreneurs back is fear of looking stupid or fear mm -hmm. of failing. And you can't think about that at all. And I'll give you an example of that. I, you know, I do a lot of public speaking, right? I have the most profound case of stage fright of anybody ever in the history of the world. No. My stage fright is worse than Adele's. Adele <laughs> has heart. Adele keeps a bucket on the side of the stage to throw up in, right? What? That's Adele. Okay. I, because she thinks she'll throw up, you know, and I have profound stage fright, but, and when you get up, and when you're doing this or when you get up in front of people, you're exposing yourself to potential ridicule or when you're yes. starting a business, right? Mm -hmm. What if you fail? What, what will all your friends say? Well, you know what? A-Rod, well, let's don't use A-Rod. Let's use Ichiro Suzuki, my favorite baseball player. Ichiro Suzuki failed seven times. He went to seven times out of 10. He went to bat. He failed. Mm -hmm. All right. Ichiro Suzuki has more hits than anybody in the history of baseball. And he failed seven out of 10 times, right? So you can't, you can't, well, that's the thing about baseball. Baseball is a game of failure yeah, and business and entrepreneurship is also a game of failure. You're never going to hit it first time out of the gate, but you kind of got to keep trying. And if, if you try, and if you do the universe, will will sort of lead you on a path that you might not expect, but it's it's the path that you're supposed to be on. And when you see people that are chronically unhappy, and you see them, yes. I firmly believe that the reason they're very unhappy is that they're just not on the path they're supposed to be on. You know, somebody might be doing something that, you know, he might be in an emergency room. I'll give you an example. It's uh, Anthony LaPaglia. He was an emergency, he's, you know, the actor, um, and now he's host of Survivor Australia, but he was, you know, in an ER, and one day was just like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, and became an actor, and is a very successful actor now. It's, it's like, if you wind up, you have to try different things for this to happen, too, but ultimately, if you're succeeding at something, it's because that's what you were supposed to be doing, but you'll never get there if you don't try. If you're sitting around watching, you know, 40 episodes of Breaking Bad rather than going out and trying to do something entrepreneurial, then you're not going to get anywhere. You know, watch the two hour supercut of Breaking Bad. There's one out there, right? That tells you the whole story and then go start a business because in the same two hours that you could watch the supercut of Breaking Bad, you could start a business that has worldwide distribution on the internet. I mean, it's just, it's insane what can happen now. It's, it's literally insane 
that your show is in a good way that your show is seen all over the world. I mean, how the does that even happen? The opportunities are endless. The opportunities they, are endless. They really are. But I get there's, so frustrated with people. The ten just, words. The ten words, right, that are detrimental to the human psyche. What will other people think? And what will other people say? Those are the things that we worry about in our own mind that stop us from doing those things. Ron, dude, your stories. I mean, I didn't have to talk much on this episode, which is awesome. Anytime I, I have told a guest, you, I'm like, like stairway to heaven, man. That's it, right? Just put me on and go to the bathroom. Keep going. But before we get out, Ron, uh, you know, if people want to get more from you, they want to find out about your Walmart movie, they want to get a copy of your book, they want to just, uh, you know, reach out to you in any way, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, best way to get hold of me is just to go to rongalloway.com. My company website, if you're an entrepreneur and want a little nudge to help keep things going, is mythros.com, M-Y-T-H-R-O-S.com. Uh, but, you know, you can come to me or not come to me. You can, but whatever you do, what I would tell your listeners and viewers is do something because the universe will reward you if you at least try. But you have to try. You can't watch Netflix or SEC football. Yeah, you can watch SEC football. Watch <laughs> SEC football and then start a business. But I'm being facetious. But as long as you try, fortune favors the bold. Oh, 100%. Ladies and gents, that's, how, that's just how it works. Perfect is the enemy of done. Get out there. Start doing something. Uh, I encourage you to start a podcast. Start creating content. Go listen to our episode one. This is episode 833. I, I promise you episode one sucks. It just does. The first time you did something, you're not going to be very good at it. But you keep going at it, you're going to get better and better and better. And the universe will open those doors for you. I promise you. It's amazing how it's I – mean, this has been three years, three and a half years since we've been doing the podcast. And it's already changed my life. I can imagine what it's going to be like in another three and a half years. Yeah, you're years, young, dude. You're young. So time is on your side. A hundred percent. And even then, yeah. right. I used to have this, this little quote on my business card. It said 20 years from now, uh, it won't be the things you did that you regret. It'll be the things you didn't do. Didn't right? do. That's what I was saying. Now that I'm 60, I look back. I don't have very many regrets at all. I mean, I regret that I got divorced. That was a bad, but other than that, I've kind of done what I set out to do. You know, I don't have any regrets about not trying anything. Now I'm in a part of my life where I'm an empty nester and things are fresh. And I'm like, all right. And, you know, life expectancy is increasing. I'm like, what am I going to do for the next 30 years? Mm -hmm. And that's it. Take action. And start businesses. Point you, start businesses. Plural. More than Plural. one. See? Yes. Everybody get on my case. All the time before. What? You have a real estate business? What? You have a tax practice? What? You have a marketing business? Yeah, dude. Because all those doors opened up when you started doing some stuff. All right, yeah. ladies and gents. Ron, thank you very much for coming on the show. Always, My pleasure. Always a good time when I don't have to do much speaking. And uh, <laughs> you, you, you held your end of the bargain. Definitely entertaining. <laughs> definitely worth listening. Ladies and gents, make sure you check out his book. Uh, it's The Edge Startup Thinking and Strategy. You guys can find that at www.mythros.com m-y-t-h-r-o-s.com we'll catch you guys again next time peace and we're out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income hernan the business bro can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting and james the insurance bro with pipeline insurance can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business 
If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.